I remember meeting her one time in Ohio. Her and Marshall Elliott. She's a dynamo from what I recall. Pete must not be happy losing her. Has her family moving out from the Midwest now? We have a big ceremony all planned. Usual pomp and circumstance. That's all fine and good for you, but not really why I called. I know. Took me some digging and smoothing, but the latest from the Stadies and the Bureau of Crime Labs came back on Chuck's BMW. They found that all the vehicle's electronics were fried shortly before he went off the road. Power steering, shifting, nothing would have worked. They think it was the application of the parking brake that caused the car to swerve. Any indication as to what caused the electrical damage? Um, what is it? There was a device with strong magnets found just a few feet from where Chuck's car came to rest. I'm pretty sure it was attached by a motorcyclist when they were at a red light. The motorcyclist then backed off and remote triggered it at the right time. Magnets. I remember Mossad used that same tactic as recently as a few years ago. Took out Iran's head nuclear scientist and a leader of the Revolutionary Guard's atomic program. Doubt Israel intelligence had any beef with Chuck, though. Any idea what that device was? Are you familiar with Hearst technology? High energy radio frequency? No. Think of it like an electromagnetic pulse, but instead of affecting an area, a Hearst device is focused, specific. That's what they believe the device attached to Chuck's car was. Why so sophisticated, though? Wouldn't it just be easier just to roll up and shoot him while he was driving? Other than him being a U.S. Marshal, there's no direct motive that's been uncovered yet. Why somebody would want him dead? Uh, how was the funeral? Was there a big turnout? What was Diane able to make? I saw Diane during the ceremony bath, and I gave her your regards. The ceremony was beautiful. Director Davis flew out from D.C. 90 of 94 U.S. Marshals were in attendance. It was a proper send-off for both him and Janet. <clears throat> yeah. Everybody but me was there. Do I need to use the big sister voice again, Bath? Not your fault. Everybody knows the circumstances, and it wasn't exactly like you skipped it for a trip to Tahiti. You were in a plane crash, for Christ's sake. I know, Fee. It's just that it... Have you spoken to that psychiatrist yet? <sighs> Not you, too. Okay. No, no, look, you're not wrong, okay? And apparently it's a rule down here that everybody who winter overs must see him at least twice a month. I'll go. Uh-huh. I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say the word. Fee. Beth? Marlowe? <sighs> Between you and Diane, I swear to God. Um, fine. Okay? I promise you, I will see the station psychiatrist. In a professional capacity, Beth. Not just see him in the hallway. Yes, Fiona, damn it. I promise to see him in an official capacity. Now you see how easy that was. Oh, hey. Yeah. Happy early birthday. Hey, shh. Nobody around here knows about that, and you know my feelings about birthdays. Fine, fine. Beth. Yeah. You've seriously been through a lot in the last year. You need to start focusing on, on you, on your own happiness. I know you'll keep your promise, but I just, I worry. Hmm. <sighs> that seems to be your job, huh? Anything back from NTSB? They'll have a team ready to scramble from McMurdo to the crash site once the winter season lifts. They aren't too happy about you blowing up the wing with the fuel, but they get it. <laughs>
Coming. Hey, Shig. I just need to get your signature on a couple of these here forms. Hey, Fiona. Yeah, need to run. Have some station stuff I need to do. No problem. You just remember that promise. Oh, Emba? Have a happy birthday tomorrow. Well, now, butter me up and call me a biscuit. Is it your birthday tomorrow? <sighs> yes, ma'am, but Miss June, please, can we keep that just between you and I? I'm, uh, I'm not big on parties, and with me being just two more years before knocking on 50's door... Well, now, bless your heart, I 100% understand. Mr. June was the same way about his age. God rest his soul. And he didn't like celebrating his birthday either. I have you covered, shit. Now, can I have you initial these, please? Just initial? Oh, yes, Shug. Your initial signifies that instead of signing, you initialed. Then, you have to sign this form, which states that you merely initialed the forms that required signing. Then, after you've signed, put your initial where you signed so that people will know that you okayed your signature with your initial. Okay, then. Here you go. Thank you, darling. Oh, and Miss June, please, about my birthday. Mom's the word. I understand. Well, uh, looks like I'm going to be getting a surprise party tomorrow. Thank you, Fiona. Recording stopped. U.S. Deputy Marshal Bass Marlowe, 10th of April, 2022, 1424 hours. This is day 50, Amundsen Scott Sabotage Investigation, LC-130 Flight ANG-0492 Crash. In the galley is David Brewster, cargo loader and technician for the station. How you doing, Mr. Brewster? You comfortable, sir? Oh, <laughs> fine. Fine, I'm fine, Deputy, and thank you for asking. Listen, I really want to thank you again for that reward being sent to my daughter. You know, she called me out of the blue the other day. We chatted for a long while. Got to speak to my grandson, too. I'm sure you remember this, but well, it, it had been years. That's wonderful, Mr. Brewster. Happy we make that happen. Now, let's talk timelines, if that's okay with you. <clears throat> oh, sure. No problem. Okay. According to our first chat on this incident on February 11th, around 0630. I was in the supply arts that morning. Started at 6 a.m. like always. Because of all the hoopla with the murder arrest, we'd been falling behind in the stacking for the winter prep. <laughs> I can tell you Zeke was not happy. Didn't like that none, no sir. So uh, we were scrambling, as you expect. It was all hands on deck to get everything back in place within 72 hours. I recall seeing you there when I came down to chat with Zeke. I know there was a lot of activity, a lot of commotion, everybody running around. But do you recall anything odd? Anything that now, looking back, you think wasn't quite right. Given the past five years of doing this, that one thing, well, that stands out. Stands out. Um, well, I mean, I guess, I guess the only thing that fits that bill would be all the extra construction supplies we got in two weeks prior. You know, being on the cargo team, I know when supplies are coming in and what supplies are going to go out. Helps you with my job, my scrounging. That's what I do. You know, every item that the NSF and their supply contractors send down here, it's intentional. On flights in and out, weight matters. You can't just put a bunch of stuff in a plane. 
So to get a ton or so of materials without requesting, that means somebody back in the world must have screwed the pooch bad. Yeah, I remember Zeke mentioning something about that too. I mean, we're storing it for now. Yeah, it's materials. Gonna keep it in the attic stock, you know, in the event we need to patch something up or down the road, maybe we need to repair some of the outdoor huts. Okay, uh, let's fast forward then to noontime, same day. Oh, now you're talking much easier for me to recall because that's lunch, favorite time of the day. Morning crew all have lunch at the same time. Well, except for whoever has to stay on watch in the VMF, in the event of emergency, of course. Uh, that day, I, you know, that was the day that pretty young lady of yours, she sang. She had a hell of a voice, you know. And uh, we had Tex-Mex burritos. Those are my favorites. Growing up in the West, as you can imagine, I had a lot of Latin food. I love a good burrito. It's probably one of my favorite things in the world. Um, any chance you recall you were sitting with? Um, oh yeah, uh, sat with Bill and Ted that day. Bill and Ted. Yeah, I mean, you must have interviewed them by now. Yeah, no, I, I have, both of them. I just never thought about <laughs> Um, I'm going to imagine Zeke pairs them up often. Um, well, not, yeah, come to think of it, yeah, he does, why? It's classic Zeke. William Tango and Ted Cash. He partnered up Bill and Ted or Tango and Cash together. <laughs> um... I'm sorry, I don't follow you, Deputy Marshal. It's nothing. It's, uh, don't worry about it. Zeke's sense of humor. Um, you had mentioned somebody having to hang back in the VMF arts that day. I don't, uh, yeah. The other DeWalt's didn't bring that up when I spoke to them. Can you remember who that was? Ah, uh, no. I'm sorry, Deputy. Oh, the old computer ain't what it used to be. Some things I can remember just fine, and... Others, little details, not so well, gone. It's all about getting old, Mr. Marlowe. It's not how it looked in the Sears catalog. Oh, and speaking of which, I understand it's gonna be your birthday, happy birthday. <sighs> Let me guess, Miss June. Uh, no, no, I heard from Dan Biggs. He told me he was chatting Mr. Kelly and he brought it up. You know, even the winter deputy marshal, it's hard to keep a secret around here. Trust me, I'm learning that. Okay, do you recall anybody acting odd or out of place that day? Or during the time we were stranded on the mountain? No. No, well, now that you mention it. I mean, people were anxious, of course. You and Firefighter Fred and the others being in the crash. Lots of anxious people. But, uh, hmm. What is it? Well, I remember one of the new kids, a uh, mechanic, his name is McTaggart. Yeah, he seemed awful shook up. Deacon McTaggart? He's one of the last DeWalt's on my list who I haven't been able to catch up with. You mentioned he was upset. Was he close with somebody on the plane? Dr. Timms, perhaps Mr. Ferguson? Not that I know of. Um, He's one of the newer DeWalt's that came late in the summer season. I haven't gotten to know him well enough just yet myself. Okay, Mr. Brewster. Uh, I think we have enough for this follow-up chat, and I really appreciate you taking the time off for it. Happy to help, Deputy. Whatever you need. 
Thank you for the coffee, Miss Alice. Extra delicious this afternoon. Oh, you're very welcome, Davy. You take care now, guys. Oh, especially you over there, Mr. Tomorrow Birthday Boy. Thank Thanks, you, Miss Alice. Miss Alice. Recording started. Diane, you know exactly how I feel about my birthday. I don't need reminders about how old I'm getting. Now, Fiona thought it would be hilarious to blurt it out about my birthday while Sherilyn was in the room. Now this news about my birthday is spreading around the station like wildfire. Fiona must pay. It better not be a surprise party, all I'm saying. Okay, let's get down to brass tacks here. U.S. Deputy Marshal Bass Marlowe, 10 April 2022, 16.30 hours, South Pole Sabotage Investigation Flight 0492 Crash. Conducted several follow-up and one initial interview. Thus far, there is no one potential candidate or candidates which stick out as potential suspects. I've managed to clear approximately 20 station staff and scientists as suspects. Each had airtight alibis, their whereabouts could be verified by three or more individuals, and I've cleared them for any further consideration. Tomorrow, conducting the final two preliminary interviews, Deacon McTaggart, station mechanic and electrical specialist. Deacon was mentioned specifically by Mr. Brewster as acting in peculiar manner. Also, Dr. Lawrence Emerson Wainwright. He's canceled the three previous interview requests, which prompted me to have his superiors and the NSF order him to attend. I'll suspect he'll evoke his Fifth Amendment rights purely out of spite. Diane, do me a solid and check with the NSF and OBP. Seems there was a shipping snafu, and the Office of Polar Projects had a massive amount of raw construction materials shipped down here approximately two weeks before the winter season. Zeke says stuff like this is exceedingly rare, but not unprecedented. It may not be anything but a red herring, but all the same. Next item. Regional DOJ staff have informed me that the Senate confirmed our new U.S. Marshal for Hawaii District. The President's nomination of Ann Murphy was approved, and she is to be sworn in by the end of this week. And uh, I've got uh, I got mixed feelings on the matter. Marshal Murphy is a solid choice, don't get me wrong. Way better than Matt Torres, for damn sure. It's just uh, having somebody else... Charlie C. feels... Uh, I guess it is what it is. No doubt I'll have a meeting set in my calendar before too long to meet with her. Had Director Davis from D.C. reach out last week to check in on me. Odd that the head of the Marshal Service would be concerned about me, but I'm probably reading too much into that. Adjusting to the winter season more each week. I've, uh, I have promised that I would visit, uh, excuse me, that I would talk to the station psychiatrist as it is required of all winter overs. I sent an email to Dr. Bremer who was able to fit me in the middle of the month for my first session. (sighs) Diane, I know in this day and age there isn't the same stigma about mental health versus when I was a young man. But I'm not going to be looking at any ink blots. I'm not going to go crying about my mom. And I'm not going to be talking about any feelings I have. I will show up. We will chat. There. Promise fulfilled. Period. Okay. I got a ton of paperwork to knock out. I'm going to get a quick bite in and then call it an early evening. 
I get the impression that tomorrow's gonna be something of a hectic day. Oh, hey, one last thing. We have this guy here, Lars. Big tank of a human being. He's German. Uh, he's one of Zeke's to Waltz. Problem is, he doesn't talk. And I don't mean he doesn't speak English. He doesn't speak anything at all. He has all the paperwork from NSF and Office of Polo Projects, but nobody here can figure out how he got assigned to us. The woman who'll be leading HR in the upcoming summer season said she didn't hire him. Thinks it might have been one of her fill-ins while she was in the hospital with a broken leg. See if you can dig up anything about it. Recording stopped. To the time where I was informed you had left the station. So you were sleeping at noon. I had spent all night on things you simply wouldn't comprehend and had been up for 28 hours. I needed sleep, so I retired to my berth at 10.30 and promptly passed out. I see. Curious. Hmm? Now, Drs. Van Zandt, Jovac, and Lorenz also said they were exhausted, had put in several shifts, and retired at exactly 10.30 on February 11th. Well, unfortunately, I don't have time for fraternization while on station, Deputy Marshal. I don't share my bed with anyone, so I have to admit, alas, I have no alibi to offer you. Mm-hmm. What? What is so all-consuming? Just that. Because according to the NSF public calendars on Outlook, you were on a call that day before at 7.30 p.m. station time. Dr. Jovac was seen in the galley by multiple people that same evening. Dr. Lorenz was in the Ice Cube lab, according to her doctorate candidates, and Van Zandt was in the infirmary with an inner ear ache. Hardly would I call working several shifts at once. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Obviously, memories are not accurate for the non-scientists. Oh, apologies. Please pardon me, doctor. Allergies. I am allergic to bullshit. Oh, how juvenile. Not the witty repartee I'd expect and which I've yet to see from you. The responsibilities we scientists have on this station, Deputy Marshal, are extreme. The pressures put upon us to ensure funding is well spent is always at the forefront. The burdens are like, like the burden of being made to hold up a planetary sphere on your shoulders for all eternity. How's that for witty, Doctor? Oh, very good, Deputy. Very good. You recall some Greek mythology. Although, obviously not from reading the poet Hesiod. No doubt from a classic comic book. Had you read the original Greek epic, you'd know that a second century sculptor fashioned a replica of Atlas with a sphere which had been mistaken as a planet Earth and it stuck. That must have been one hell of a comic book you had there, deputy. Although I would advise you to tread very carefully around Greek mythology, deputy. Oh, well, this should be good. Please elaborate, doctor. 
All right. Take our own beloved Prometheus, Greek titan who brought humanity fire, the arts, mathematics, and science. But Stolden stole that fire and knowledge from Zeus, who condemned him. Some might say Prometheus' punishment was just for going where he was forbidden to and trifling in matters not of his own. Mm. Of course, the same thing could be said for Zeus. How's that? Well, Zeus, as you know, stole everything he had from Kronos, no? I mean, if you examine it closer, did Zeus really earn all that prestige and honor himself? Or was he nothing more than exactly what he accused Prometheus of, being a fraud and pretender to the throne? At least, that's how it seems to me, Doctor. What was it again you were nominated for the Nobel Prize? How very droll and amusing. Do you have any more real questions? Did you notice anybody acting oddly or out of the normal between the time the plane left or until we return? Out of the normal. You ask me if I noticed anything out of the normal. Well, let me see. My operations director openly defied me. The control deck refused to take my orders. Pilots in the air would not respond to reason. The DeWalt crew would not give me Mr. Bustamante's location. Your, your paramour shot me in the back with an electrical incapacitation device, and somebody keeps stealing the W key from my keyboard. Did you say paramour? How old are you exactly? Suffice it to say, Deputy Marshal, no. Since you first arrived, everything, every last thing has been out of the normal. I long for the days of peace and tranquility. So asleep in your berth, 10.30 a.m., that's a story you want to stick with. If by story, then you mean to say the truth, then yes. So be it, Doctor. I have nothing additional. U.S. Deputy Marshal Bass Marlowe, 11th April, 2022, 9.30 hours, South Pole, sabotage, investigation, flight 0492, crash. Reinterview of station area manager, Dr. L.E. Wainwright, concluded. Oh, yes, and of course, where are my manners? Happy birthday, Deputy Marshal, at Multos Anos. Consider this my RSVP. I am not attending the party. Well, it doesn't take a master detective to pick up on his tells or that he's lying his ass off. He's not nervous lying, more what we call smug lying. Like when a suspect knows that you know the truth, but you can't prove it. Dr. Wainwright is the local proprietor of arrogance. Well, on the positive end of the spectrum, I know now a party is imminent. Longest day ever. Recording stopped. Deputy Marshal Marlowe speaking. Hey, law man. You got a few to check out something, VMF Arch? Think you're gonna want to see this? Yep, on my way.
Hello. Hello. Oh. Okay. I get it. I guess I should stick my head into the big gym to investigate that mysterious whispering, huh? Let me check this out real quick before going down to the VMF arch. I'll just open the door. Turn on the light. Huh. I was almost positive this was going to be the surprise. <laughs> oh, you guys are good. Okay, guys, I get what you're doing. But in any other situation, trying to surprise a armed federal agent is a double dipshit moronic idea. But that said, I am a good sport, so... Tried to scare you. Bass, birthday or not, scaring on federal cop is a double dipshit moronic idea, especially one that's armed. That's why I told you where we're gonna be. I mean, you'll still get the surprise when the door opens up with, with all the lights out, us jumping out from the dark. Bass, you know I hate scary movies. I am telling you, it was Dr. Rodney. I have seen enough photos of him and videos to know it was absolutely him. Bess, you got your bell rung by the kid last month. And you said Dr. Ambrose told you concussion effects can keep on trucking for up to six weeks. We have, well, more than our fair share of weird shit up in here with ghosts. Nah, that would be a new one. He said he was the first, but wouldn't be the last. Come on, lawman. Right here, we'll start bringing up poltergeist movie shit. Murdering clown puppets and trees trying to eat babies. How the hell am I supposed to sleep tonight, man? This here is a celebration, man. Your birthday. And nothing says birthday and celebration like Memphis barbecue. Which I'm here whipping up for your spooky ass. Been smoking this here meat for six hours. But I know your thoughts on Kansas City barbecue. I had lunch lady hours bring down two cans of tomato sauce. You can dump over anything you want. Get your down-home best barbecue number one Kansas City tastes like ass flavor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Keener! Damn it, boy. You are burning the meat again. Hope you're enjoying your day, Marshall. I am. Thank you, Mix Webster. And 
I assume this is part of your doing as the station's event coordinator. I did help coordinate, yes. However, it really was a group effort to get everything in place. We didn't get to have a barbecue event last winter due to, well, Dr. Rodney's murder. So this really means a lot to everybody here. The fact that we also get to celebrate your birthday, well, that's just an added bonus. You had a lot of people worried when you were all at their loss, Mr. Marlowe. Uh, well, thank you, and I'm, I'm sure they were. I'm very happy to be back here and able to celebrate with some fantastic music and wonderful food, great friends, and, well, I guess, Zeke. You know, your jokes are just as unfunny from far away, too, lawman. <laughs> I need to go make sure the beers are being rotated. Keenan said he'd keep an eye on them for me, but, well, it's Keenan we're talking about. He's probably drinking them. You'll excuse me? Of course. I get it. No problem. Hey, you. Hey, you. Happy birthday, hon. Mm. Thank you. Busy day? Oh, the winds. The walk from DSL to the station? Oh, it was harder than normal to walk upright. ARO said um, that if the wind, uh, they said the winds would be all over the place for the rest of the day. And Jovac, well, Dr. Jovac, well, he left early today, but he said if the winds keep up, tomorrow might be a snow day. So if you're free. Maybe. Yeah. I hadn't seen winds like this since, well, I guess last year around this time. This makes grilling all the more. Keenan! What did I just say? Dear Lord, help me keep my religion here. Mm. I tell you what, son. We're going to make up a rhyme, okay? A rhyme for your dumb ass. When it makes a crackling sound, you turn the damn ribs around. You got it? <laughs> You're going to put me in another grave, boy. Those ribs come out chewy. You'll be scrubbing fuel tanks all winter. I can't man this here grill and yours at the same time. Hey, guys. Oh, I brought down the two you told me to, Zeke. All right, now. I'm talking. Hey, Tommy, do me a solid. Man, this here girl for me. You're... You're letting me... work your barbecue? Oh, oh, really? Really, really. You see me doing every winter. Now it's your time. When it starts to sizzle, just flip it over. You'll get it. Just watch Kenan and do the opposite of what he does. Oh, really? Oh, thank you. Oh, this, it's an honor. It's a, I, I promise I'll handle your meat perfectly. Uh, that came out wrong. Uh, 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 tell me what you need. Are you two going to play something together? Oh, so cute. Whoa, nobody cute down here, lady. Oh. Okay, okay, I'll grab a drink. Nobody is cute. Just continue with your... whatever you call this. You two turtle doves. Oh, you better get two drinks, lady. Nobody cute on here in the VMF. Okay, long man. Now, I hear you ain't too bad with the guitar. I'm just gonna start riffing over here. I'm gonna play some old school blues, just like we used to back in Clarksdale. Back home, Mississippi. You told me you were born in Mississippi, but you never mentioned Clarksdale. You talking like Crossroads Clarksdale? Why do you think me and Franklin don't get along? Old scratch to Robert Johnson way too soon. Are you saying Robert Johnson was... I'm calling, law man. You gonna respond in the time this decade? Come on now. 
if you can keep up. All right, try this one out. Woo. Look out now. Don't play half bad, long man. Only half good, but not half bad either. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's an impressive picking. That's it? Yeah. Not bad, buddy. Not bad at all. the guitar playing, my barbecue. Damn. Oh. Just for that, you're going to get a piece of rib off of Keenan's Grill. Okay. Yeah, that's new. One flicker, but no power down and restart. Maybe it was just a regular flicker. Not like the others. Deputy Marshal! Deputy Marshal! I think I spoke too soon. Uh, Mr. Retcha, what is it? I, I see it. The swirling purple mist. Not just around the lights in here, but out there on the horizon. It's... It, it's huge. It's it's like a beacon. It's pulsating. Bass. Bass. Look at the man over there. It, I think it's Lars. Yeah, it is Lars. And he's looking in the same direction. Off in the distance... I think he can see it, too. And that's why we can't find him in the system. Oh, damn it. Oh, because he's from an alternate reality, too. Whatever that is out on the horizon, it's massive. Is the, the purple mist swirling here at the station, too? Um, yes, but... But but it's different this go-round. Um, subdued, fading much quicker than other times. Do you think it's connected to the ongoing power flickers? I'd say it's a pretty good bet, Doctor. Not sure what to make of this here mini flicker, but if in that thing Sandra just described only appeared afterwards, then yeah. Mate's ready! All right. Everybody, we'll deal with this some other time. 
Now it's time to enjoy the second best barbecue ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Woo. This is Brian Bradley. Thank you for listening to our show. We are commercial free and able to do so thanks to our amazing sponsors. You can help support 90 Degrees by visiting our Patreon page. Go to 90DegreesPodcast.com. That's the number 90 and Degrees Podcast, all one word, dot com. You'll find a direct link to our Patreon page where you can make a monthly pledge and get shirts, buttons, stickers, or even a shout out as an honorary station poly. Speaking of, we'd like to send a special shout out to the following polies. Nick Wolf, Ernest A. Polron, and Padma Numi. Thank you for your sponsorship. It helps and supports us in so many ways. This has been 90 Degrees South. On behalf of the cast and crew, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you like the episode and are enjoying the series, please remember to give us a like, a share, a tweet, send a raven, or review on iTunes, Audioboom, or your favorite podcast site. It helps us to get the word out and keeps the cold at bay. Until next time. This has been a BMB production.